This is chapter 7. Is there a God? Any God? I am Holy Land Man from Jerusalem. I understand God from the biblical language, the original language, which is a code. I have written many articles about God, and this is one of the most interesting ones. Jay will read it to you. Evidence based on the history of the people of Israel, people of the Bible. It is said that the king of France once asked the philosopher Bells Pascal to give him evidence of the existence of God. Pascal replied without hesitation, The Jews, Your Excellency. The existence of the people of Israel, its survival throughout history, and above all, its return to the land and the establishment of a renewed state, deviates so much from the laws of history known to other peoples that they astonished quite a few historians and thinkers from the nations of the world, like Mark Twain, Lev Tolstoy, Nietzsche, Ernest Renan, John Adams, Woodrow Wilson, and others expressed their amazement at the miraculous existence of the people of Israel and their contribution to humanity beyond all proportion to its size. And all of this even before the establishment of the State of Israel in 1948. The Torah of the Bible The unique history of the people of Israel would have been preached even if the Torah, first five books of the Bible, had not foreseen it in advance. The very fact that the Torah did foresee it and described it in a clear and unambiguous prophecy at the end of Deuteronomy, chapters 28-29, clearly testifies to the truth of the Torah and that it was given by God. Only a supreme power that controls history could have ensured the existence of the people of Israel when it was scattered in exile, under conditions in which every other people was soon assimilated or destroyed. Make sure he always stays small and persecuted and does not find rest in the diaspora. To keep his country desolate in anticipation of his return, despite the attempts of many to conquer and settle it, and ultimately to gather the outcasts of Israel from all corners of the globe, bring them back to their land, and help them establish a prosperous state while overcoming armies stronger than them, absorbing mass immigration and many other problems. Holy Land men here from Jerusalem. And I think he would like the next chapter. A miracle as a proof of God. Some people claim they would believe in God if they saw a miracle. But what greater miracle than the history of the people of Israel? Isn't the return of Zion a much greater and more impressive miracle than a fire descending from the sky or a sea split in two? Whoever does not see the wonders of these events, it is likely that even if he had witnessed the parting of the Red Sea, he would have seen only the mud at his feet and the sweaty shoulders of the marcher in front of him. True, the history of the people of Israel was conducted in so-called natural ways, and not in masterpieces that transcend nature, but their anomaly compared to other peoples indicates that divine providence is what accompanied the course of events so that all prophecies appear in the Torah will be fulfilled. This evidence testifies not only to the existence of God as some abstract supreme power, but to the existence of the God and God of the gods involved and the providence described in the Bible, and hence the truths of the Torah 
and the obligation to refer to it as a source for God's existence. Mark Twain on the Jews, September 1897. If the statistics are right, the Jews constitute but one quarter of one percent of the human race. It suggests a nebulous puff of stardust lost in the blaze of the Milky Way. Properly, the Jew ought to hardly be heard of, but he is heard of, has always been heard of. He is as prominent on the planet as any other people, and his importance is extravagantly out of proportion to the smallness of his bulk. His contributions to the world's list of great names in literature, science, art, music, finance, medicine, and abstruse learning are also very out of proportion to the weakness of his numbers. He has made a marvelous fight in this world, in all ages, and he has done it with his hands tied behind him. He could be vain of himself and be excused for it. The Egyptians, the Babylonians, and the Persians rose, filled the planet with sound and splendor, then faded to dream stuff and passed away. The Greeks and Romans followed and made a vast noise, and they were gone. Other people have sprung up and held their torch high for a time, but it burned out and they sit in twilight now, and have vanished. The Jew saw them all, survived them all, and is now what he always was, exhibiting no decadence, no infirmities of age, no weakening of his parts, no slowing of his energies, no dulling of his alert but aggressive mind. All things are mortal but the Jews. All other forces pass, but he remains. What is the secret of his immortality? I am Holy Land Man from Jerusalem. And here is the next chapter. Leo Tolstoy, What is a Jew? 1891. This question is not as strange as it may seem at first glance. Let's examine this free creature that was insulated and oppressed, trampled on and pursued, burned and drowned by all the rulers and the nations, but is nevertheless living and thriving in spite of the whole world. What is a Jew that did not succumb to any worldly temptations offered by his oppressors and persecutors so that he would renounce his religion and abandon the faith of his fathers? A Jew is a sacred being who procured an eternal fire from the heavens and with it illuminated the earth and those who live on it. He is the spring and the source from which the rest of the nations drew their religions and beliefs. A Jew is a pioneer of culture. From time immemorial, ignorance was impossible in the Holy Land, even more so than nowadays in civilized Europe. Moreover, at the time when the life and death of a human being was worth nothing, Rabbi Akiva spoke against the death penalty, which is now considered to be an acceptable punishment in the most civilized countries. A Jew is a pioneer of freedom. Back in primitive times, when the nation was divided into two classes, masters and slaves, Moses' teaching forbade holding a person as a slave for more than six years. A Jew is a symbol of civil and religious tolerance. So show your love for the alien, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. These words were uttered during distant barbarian times, when it was commonly acceptable among the nations to enslave each other. In terms of tolerance, the Jewish religion is far from recruiting adherents. Quite the opposite. The Talmud prescribes that if a non-Jew wants to convert to the Jewish faith, 
then it has to be explained to him how difficult it is to be a Jew and that the righteous of other religions also inherit the heavenly kingdom. A Jew is a symbol of eternity. The nation which neither slaughter nor torture could exterminate, which neither fire nor sword of civilizations were able to erase from the face of the earth, the nation which first proclaimed the word of God, the nation which preserved the prophecy for so long and passed it on to the rest of humanity, such a nation cannot vanish. A Jew is eternal. He is an embodiment of eternity. President John Adams on the Jews, 1808. They are the most glorious nation that ever inhabited this earth. The Romans and their empire were but a bauble in comparison of the Jews. They have given religion to three quarters of the globe and have influenced the affairs of mankind more and more happily than any nation, ancient or modern. And that will conclude our Shabbat Sunday service from Jerusalem. I'm Holy Land Man, and I'm sending my blessings to you. And thank you, Jay, for reading it so clearly. <laughs>